Welcome to the show. Here's my dad. On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, our guest is Brittany Landstrom, a mom through adoption, here to share her infant adoption story. Everyone, welcome back to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. My name is Tim Elder, dad of three through infant adoption, and we talk all about adoption here, where you get the inspiration, resources, and hope to start on the adventure you're thinking about 24-7. I've been in your shoes. I've realized what that what those thoughts are about, and this is building your family through adoption. So thank you for joining me today. We have a great show, another infant adoption story. You can never get too many of these, and I love each one. Each one is a unique one. Each one is something we can learn from and find inspiration from. So I hope you do today. Brittany Landstrom is here to share her adoption story. And let's get into that interview right now with Brittany. All right. Our guest on the show today is Brittany Landstrom, a mom through adoption. And she knew at a young age she would not be able to have biological children. So her and her husband chose adoption as a path to build their family. And they live in Canada and had a little bit of a bumpy road to adoption then. They first tried to adopt in Canada, then went international into the U.S., and finally came back to Canada. And we're going to let Brittany tell that story, and I'm just so excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Brittany. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Yes. Thank you for joining me. And I just love talking to infant adoption stories, and I'm, I'm excited to hear yours in more detail. And uh, as I said in the intro, uh, no two stories are the same. They're all unique and we all have something to learn from them. So what led you and your husband to adoption? Uh, well, when I was 15 years old, um, I was diagnosed with Turner syndrome, which is a genetic disorder, leaving me unable to have biological children. So I knew at a very young age that adoption was probably going to be my only option. Um, yeah. So I, was prepared for what was in store for me. <laughs> yeah, so maybe so you and your husband probably were on the same page when you started your journey because that was probably something you discussed right away, huh? Yeah, um, like I uh, pretty early on in our relationship, I I let him know the situation. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty big. Uh, <laughs> Thing to discuss, um, but I felt he needed to know early on, so he knew what he had, what was in store. So yeah, we uh, we were on the same page with that, with uh, going through adoption. And when we started our journey, um, you know, they give you all these training books and all this stuff, and you know, we had to have really good talks because um, you have to talk about so much things, like right. how you're going to raise your child. What are you willing to accept? What are you not willing to accept? Um, yeah, so we're pretty much on the same page for a lot of the things. Yeah, so what what part of Canada are you again? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, okay. So that part, of, or actually anywhere in, in Canada, might be a little bit different than the U.S., but we're going to talk about some of those differences as we go. But what? How did you get started? Was there a local adoption agency near you, or who did you turn to to help you get started? Yeah, so um, there is a agency called the Adoption Support Center, and so you have your first meeting with them, and they kind of go through all the different scenarios. They go through domestic adoption, international, and private. And through them, we uh, got linked up with a support family 
because um, we were actually wanting to do international as well. Um, so this family adopted from the same agency that we were looking at in Florida. And so they linked us up with that family um, just for support and guidance. And yeah, they're a very great agency. Um, yeah, so they give you a lot of information and then you kind of make your applications. Yeah, so... So you got all the you got all your questions answered. You kind of knew that after meeting with them and going through their their informational process, you understood what the journey was going to look like. Did you have any questions at that point, or you just felt pretty good about moving forward? We both felt very good moving forward. We knew we knew it was going to be a long process, so we actually started before we even got married. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah, because we, we knew it was going to take some time. Yeah. So it was only a couple months before our wedding, but we still we had that meeting with the Adoption Support Center even before we were married just because I knew and we knew that it was going to be a lengthy process. <laughs> wow, you guys are go-getters so right before your wedding. You had all wedding plans going on and you still had time to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh so you started the process, you got your, you're going through this adoption agency and you, did you know at that point you were going to adopt a baby from the, from locally, from inside of Canada, or did you know that yet? So what happened? Yeah. So we, so in Canada <laughs> or in Saskatchewan, um, infant adoption is not very common, um, that I'm aware of, um, a lot of times it takes a long time for children, like usually they get apprehended, get put into the system, get put into foster care, and then it takes a while for them to be able to become adoptable. So pretty much the only way that an infant can be adopted is if the, both if their parents relinquish their rights and okay. do a voluntary committal. Okay. Um, so it's very rare that that happens in Saskatchewan. Um, so we were not sure, like, we really wanted an infant just because, right, we weren't able to have children, so we wanted to spend as much time with them as possible. Um, so we, hence why we chose the international route, because um, the agency in Florida with infant. So we were actually doing both at the same time. We're oh, in both right, pools. Right. <laughs> So we had no idea what was going to come first, what was going to what was going to happen. But we're in the both pools and kind of seeing what was going to ha- kind of put our our straws in both hats, I guess. And, and did that cost more to have both? So here it doesn't uh, cost anything. Okay. But it for the agents, the international gap, we had to pay agency fees and yeah. an application, and yeah. Okay. So you get started with both. You're paying fees to the agency in Florida, not the one in Canada, but you've got both going at the same time. Actually, it's through the same agency. <laughs> Correct. It, it, well, it, here it's just the ministry. Here it's just yeah. the ministry of social services. Ah, right. And then we're with an agency in Florida. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And they're both okay with this because that that's okay with the law and yeah. everything else yeah, that's going both, on there. They, okay. Yeah, they both, yeah, they both, they, they both knew that we we're on both lists. Yeah. So you, you're on both lists. You're, you're waiting family, you get your home study done. And I'm, I'm thinking you have the same type of home study as you do, as we do in the U S where you have a social worker that meets with you. And you, like you said, you go 
talk about all these situations about how you're going to uh, raise a child and what kind of yeah. home you have and all those yeah. types of things. So you got that out of the way then. Yeah. So the international one was a little bit different. Um, but yeah, we bought, we got both home studies done for both programs. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, we're, we're on, we're in the pool for both international and domestic. And so you created an adoption profile that has your pictures on it and maybe some, uh, yeah, a, and, a letter to an expectant mom or just explaining what your family's yeah, like. Yeah. Okay. And pictures of our family. Yeah. Um, what we like to do, what our house looks like, um, our dog, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, our nieces and nephews, everyone, yeah. Did you our, do any yeah. outreach yourself, or you just let the agency and let the ministry in Canada do that for you? No, we did it ourselves. Yeah, how did you spread the word that you wanted to adopt? So with the agency in Florida, we um, just printed off the book and you send it to them, and then oh. their workers uh, show it to expectant mothers. Right. And that's kind of the same here as well. Um, the book that we made, they show it to expectant mothers, the workers, and then if you get chosen, they let you know. Okay. As far as you knew, though, yeah. did your profile, was it online at all? Or was everything done just uh, locally? No, we didn't actually, we didn't put it online. We were thinking of it just to get more publicity. Right. <laughs> but um, we hadn't gotten to that point yet. Interesting. Okay. So We're take me through the process the then. Yeah. So take me through the process then. What happened next? You're you're waiting in for both. What happens next? Who who called you first? We actually got a phone call from Florida first. Um, I think it was in the spring of 2018, 2019. I can't remember my years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they let us know that we were chosen parents for a birth mom. Um, they gave whatever information they could, which is not very much. And we, uh, the child was born already and we accepted the, we accepted the match. We booked our flight. We booked our hotel. We paid the agency fees that we had to. And the night before we were supposed to fly out, the birth mom went to the agency and told them that she put a different man on the birth certificate. And that would have created a lot of legal issues, just so many unknowns. Right. So we, we backed, we backed away from the match. Um, just, it was, it was, our guts were just not telling us it was the right thing to do. Did you have the any right attorneys? Choice. Did you have attorneys telling you that too? Or did you just feel the get the gut feel? Yeah, we had no attorneys um, involved. It was just us being like, this yeah. is just too sketchy, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, a lot of risk. And just yeah. a lot of risk, yes. So we we just decided to pull out and not go through with the match. So that we didn't get on the flight. Hard. Yeah, that had to be really hard. Yeah. So you had to fly home thinking about that the whole We didn't time. actually, we, we didn't catch our flight leaving Saskatchewan. So it was, it caught uh, us at the right time. Yeah. Still you're, you're at home yet. You all your plans in. Yeah. Fell through excited. At the last all, minute. Yeah. Yeah. You're excited. You're, you know, you're going to be bringing home this baby. There's, they send you pictures, pictures and oh, wow. yeah. So you, it's amazing how attached you can get through a picture. Right. 
yeah. So, but it just, we just didn't know what, what else the birth mom had up her sleeve, like what was going on. Right. They wouldn't tell us what was really going on. Mm. So we just, we felt it was the best decision to just not go through with it. And was the agency okay with that? Did they, did they try to talk you out of that? Um, they were fine. Um, you know, they were, they, you know, they said, you know, you guys can still come down and we can figure this out. And they tried to get us to still come down, but right. we, we didn't, but they understood. Yeah. Did that change your thinking about how adoption is going to work for your family? I mean, how did that make you feel? Um, well, just put a little, how do I put this? Um, sour seed in our mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, we had a spot where we were a little bit angry and, and then we regretted the decision and that we were okay with the decision. Like you go back and forth, you know, like it, it's, it's it was a whirlwind of emotions for sure. <clears throat> And were you out any of the funds that you gave them already, or how did that work? We got majority of the financial piece back, but we did lose a few thousand. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. That also probably had to weigh into your decision there, too, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. So you decided to back out, making that hard decision. And what was your next move then did you continue to wait with both that agency and the ministry yeah, in Canada? We, yeah yeah we were still with the ministry in Canada and then Florida we had asked um that to give us a little break if we were matched <laughs> yeah um and they respected that um yeah so that's kind of where we were at um then that the following year just because international adoption is super expensive and we so that following january i believe it was we um they asked us like are we willing to proceed like what is our option and we decided to not proceed with the agency anymore so we took our names off the list in florida okay and just kept and, and then just kept our name on the list for Canada for domestic. So yeah. After you had some time to think about it and kind of yeah. just get your wits about you again and go, what do we want to do? How do we want to do this? You decided not yeah. to continue with the Florida. Okay. No, yeah. I got you. And uh, then we were was, just left on to domestic. Yeah, and you knew by doing that, you probably weren't going to get a newborn, but. You also weren't going to be spending a whole lot of money either and right. time and effort trying to do an international adoption in the U.S. Yes. Yeah. So our age range in Canada was zero to five years old was what our kind of age range was Okay. for Canada. Yeah. How long did it take you by the time you got your home study done and everything like you're, you're awaiting until you got that match in Florida? Mm, it was about... Three and a half years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then for here, it was about four and a half, five. <clears throat> so after that three and a half years, you got matched in Florida. That fell through. 
how long it took right. you another year to adopt from Canada? A year and a half. Year yeah, and a, half? Okay. a year and a half ish. Yeah. And tell me how yeah. that went. Well, so <laughs> it went really fast. Um, so when the process got started, um, so on September 2nd of 2020, we got a phone call from a social worker at the ministry here saying that we were a match for birth parents that were making their adoption, making an adoption plan for their unborn child. The child wasn't born yet. Mm. Um, so they asked us to meet with them the next day. So we did. And they presented because the baby wasn't born yet. We had no information on the baby. Um, we didn't know anything. We didn't know sex. We didn't know health issues, nothing. We, we knew nothing because he wasn't born yet. So they just kind of provided us information on the birth parents, which again, not very limited, very right. limited. And yeah. And so that was a, I think it was a Wednesday and we let them know by Friday that we accepted the match. And yeah. And then he was born on September 11th of 2020 and so in Canada here um, the birth parents have it's called a revocation period so they had 21 days to change their minds after the so baby was born after they yeah after the baby's born okay so our worker um, felt it was the best decision to put him in a foster home for those first three weeks, just in case if they did change their minds so that it didn't, right. Instead of him coming home and right. coming here and then right. them having to take him out. That right. It's just really hard. Been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I was, we were, we were, we were okay with that plan. I felt really good with that plan. Um, so yeah, so he was born and then he spent um, the first three weeks in the foster home and we met the foster mom. She was amazing. Um, then it was the weekend of Thanksgiving and the week before the Wednesday before, um, we actually, we, we hadn't seen any pictures. We hadn't, seen, we hadn't been able to meet him yet again, cause they didn't want us to get too attached, um, in case if something fell through, but on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we actually got to go to the foster home. And we met him for the first time. Mm. We spent a uh, majority of the morning there. Then the next day, kind of the same thing happened. We went back to the foster home in the morning, got to feed him, give him a bath, got to hang out. Then he came to our house in the afternoon, just kind of a little transition period. And then there, our worker was like, you know, he's doing really well, so he can just stay the night so he stayed the night on that thursday and then on the friday they came and we signed all the paperwork because the revocation period had ended and i came home so when they signed the paperwork you mean the birth mom and birth father signed the paperwork or no like we it? signed the paperwork that we're okay so the revocation period ended yeah yeah, you. the revocation period ended. Yeah, so they had, they had they signed okay. paperwork three weeks ago, and it, yeah, they could gotcha. yeah. Okay. So we we signed the paperwork that we needed to sign, 
in order to take responsibility for him. And yeah, he's has so been home ever what, since. What made you accept the match if you they didn't give you any really any information other than the information about the birth bomb? <sighs> no, they didn't. So, <laughs> and how honestly, come they couldn't give you that? Just, is that just uh, maybe is it the law that they can't give you that information, or why wouldn't they be able to give you information about the baby? They do like they give you they give you information, but it's like I said, it's very limited. Okay. Right. Um, but so they wouldn't just, tell you we, if it was a boy or a girl. Much, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. We well, we knew once he was born what the sex was. Like that stuff, we knew as it came up. Okay. Um But just at the the initial meeting, right? It was pretty much just on the birth parents. Like we kind of just got told like why they were making this plan, why they picked us, um, and stuff like that. Any health issues. Um, if there was any concerns with drinking or drugs, um, all that kind of stuff. And we felt very comfortable. Again, this is all on paper and you're trusting that these birth parents are telling the right. truth. Right. We felt very comfortable with the information that was provided to us. And yeah, so we said, okay. yeah, why did there they... was no major, major, major concerns. So can you share with us why they did pick you? Is that something you are okay with sharing? Yeah, um, they just, they loved our, our, our book. <laughs> yeah. Um, they could tell that we we're very family oriented. And my husband made a joke in one of the, one of the sections of our, of the home study that he, he's excited to build forts and watch cartoons and all this <laughs> stuff with his future child. And they loved that. Ah, there you go. Yeah. The most simplest yeah. thing. You never well, know what's going to make that yeah, connection. Yeah, it's the most simplest thing. Yeah. I love that because so many of us, uh, as we're going through our adoption journey and we make the or profiles and we don't know what to put in them and we're thinking, well, it's this most mundane, boring thing. Why would I put that in there? Well, you don't know what's going to make that connection. And that's what our worker told us too when we were doing our work. She's like, you know, she's like, it could be, because you have brown hair, they pick you. Right. Or it could be, or they, they don't pick you because you have glasses. Like, you know, <laughs> like it could, it, there's so many, there's so many different, you don't know. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you're kind of selling yourself, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but you're like, you don't, you don't know what they want to see. So. All right. Well, let's. I want you to talk about a little bit about what was it like when you first met your son. So you're in the, he's in the foster care uh, for those three weeks, those yeah. 21 days. And right at the end of that yeah. is the first time you get to meet him. So you're walking in to somebody else's home. Yeah. Yeah. And you <laughs> see this little baby boy and you're like, could this be our boy? Or what were you thinking yeah. at that time? Right. Um, yeah. It was, it was just so surreal, you know, um, yeah, but like we walk into the foster home and we're kind of just in, like taking our shoes off in the entrance and getting ready, like taking our jackets off and stuff. And then all of a sudden the foster mom just comes around the corner holding this little <laughs> little man and yeah, and she just hands them to us and I just started bawling and <laughs> we just hugged him and took him to the couch and just snuggled with him and yeah, it did was, it, did it was it a beautiful like... moment. For yeah. Sure. Did it feel like he's he's yours at that moment, or did you still feel a little bit of hesitation? 
No, I, I, I felt he was mine at that moment. Yeah. We definitely, yeah, we definitely felt that he was ours. Even though you had that day or two left in the revocation. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, It was, (laughs) it was hard. Um, but we were, yeah, it was very surreal. (laughs) So you got to meet your son's birth parents. Yes. So during that revocation period, so during those three weeks, um, they actually were quite like they, they said they want to meet us in person yeah. and we were totally fine with that. Yeah. We met them at the office, like the ministry office and we got to meet them and it was like a two hour long meeting. <laughs> we just wouldn't stop talking to each other. There was lots of tears, lots of crying, lots of laughing. Um, yeah, we just, they got to ask us questions. We got to ask them questions. Can you describe what that was was like? I mean, when you, so they're, it's in an office situation. Uh, did you walk into a room that they were already sitting in or how did that work? Yeah. Yeah. They were already sitting in the, it was like a kind of like a conference room. Um, they were already sitting in there and, and due to COVID, we had to wear masks. We had to keep distance because, like, I want to go run up to them and hug them. Like, <laughs> that's what I want to do. I'm a hugger, so that was my. But I couldn't because of COVID. So um, now we had to sit on the like opposite side of the table, um, six feet apart, and yeah, we had to wear masks and yeah. What did you say to them? Well, what was, was the, what was the awkward, first but... thing? Yeah, it had to be really awkward. What was the first thing you said to them? <laughs> Uh, I honestly don't remember. Um, <laughs> Probably high. <laughs> oh yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can't remember. I think I just started crying. I think probably. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you talked about your son a lot. Um, what else? What else did you talk about with them for two hours? So yeah, like again, they explained to us why they picked us. Um, they kind of asked us, you know, just like generic questions regarding like religion, like what we're going to, like what we practice, just stuff like that. Um, school, like if it's going to be Catholic or public, just kind of like how we're going to parent. Yeah. So they knew a little bit about you through your profile, but they just wanted to know more. They wanted to, they wanted to be a little bit reassured that you are the right parents for their child. Right. Right. That we were the right the right match for sure. Yeah. So we have an open agreement with them. Um, so right now we just exchange emails and eventually down the road when I think we're more ready than they are. Um, but eventually down the road, um, they will meet him in person. Nice. When, when the timing is right. And they don't know when that will be, but yeah. Do they live near yeah, you? Yeah, they live in the same. They live in. Yeah, they live in the same city. I don't nice. know where. Right. Um, but and they don't know where. They don't know where we live either. Um, so it's just yeah. The only communication that we have with them is through email. Yeah. And how old is your son now? You said he'll se- be seven months. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be seven months on Sunday. They asked us to like keep them informed, like when he hits milestones. Ah, yes. So, like, you know, when he rolled over for the first time, I sent him an email. When he got his first teeth, I sent him an email. Um, <laughs> just little things like that. 
And your emails, do you put a lot of pictures in there too? Yeah. I send, nice. yeah, pictures for sure. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Pictures are worth a thousand words. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. So do you have an openness agreement with them? Like you're just do, you'll continue to do emails or was it written down or anything or was it just a verbal? Yeah, we have, an open, like we, have a, we have a communication agreement. Okay. Um, yeah. With the ministry. So yeah, like right now it's emailed and then we get to decide between like with us and with them kind of what, how we go about it down the road. Okay. You know what I mean? Like when we're all ready for them to meet in person. Great. Yeah. Um, or talk on the phone, you know, like we'll, we'll probably do it in baby steps. I'm assuming. Um, but like I said, we're a little more ready for it, I think, yeah. than they are. <laughs> so I'm kind of, we're kind of just giving them space and they want to give us space at the beginning too, just because we're parents, right? right? Um, they want to give us time to be parents. So were you always okay with the idea of open adoption, having this relationship or this communication with birth parents? See, I'm a social worker. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've always, when I always thought about adoption and since I was 15, like I always knew like if I had the chance and the opportunity to have a relationship with the birth family, I would keep it. Um, just for that connection with your child, um, they can, you know, understand more of where they came from. Uh, medical issues, right? Like if something happens to my son, you know, I can't give him a kidney. Right. He's <laughs> not biologically mine. So it's just having that communication with the birth family, I think is super important. I know there are situations where it wouldn't be appropriate or wouldn't be safe or whatever the case is. But in our situation, there was, there's no concerns. So, um, we're, yeah, I feel it's in the best interest of the child. for Absolutely. hundred percent agree. Yeah. And, and I think in most cases that's, that is the, that is the truth. I mean, uh, very rarely do I hear about anybody that has a, a purposely closed adoption. And if it is, it's, it's only because the birth family chose to not want any communication. Right. Like if so. they would have, if they, yeah, if they, if they would have said like, no, we don't want any, we were, we would have respected that as yes. well. Yes. But they, they were on the same page with openness. So we're, that's great. But they would have said like, no, we don't want any emails, no, nothing. Then we would have had to respect that as well. That's good stuff. Uh, just puts a smile on my face knowing that you're holding that little seven month old. I, I just brings back those memories for me. Not too long ago, our kids are fourteen, eight, and four. Aww. So, yeah, Aww. yeah, it's a fun age. You're learning lots. Oh and... gosh, yes. <laughs> well, I hope you do get to continue to have some a more relationship with your son's birth family because it is very rewarding uh, for us. All well, three of sure. ours are open adoptions and like i said we're, we, we're kind awesome. of leaving the ball in their court yes. like when they're ready to do things yep. we'll be ready like i think i think we're, we're more ready than they are like i'm 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 ready to have them to my host for supper now you know <laughs> but <laughs> they're yeah. not they're not at that place right now so hopefully they'll get there and if they don't they don't you know but they know that they 
I told him in our meeting, I'm like, you guys will always have a place in our heart and our home. And yeah, so I'm, we kind of just left the, it in their court. Like when they're ready to do things, if the timing's right, we'll be ready as well, you know? Yeah. I, so. I wanted to ask you this. I guess I, I didn't think about it right now until right now, but you're in that meeting and you're, and you're ending the meeting with them after two hours of laughing and crying together and sharing and talking, how hard was it to leave them? Was it, was that the most emotional time of your meeting was when you guys had to say goodbye and you couldn't hug? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wanted to like so bad because I'm a hugger. I'm, I'm very, I'm a very touchy feeling person. So hugs and, but I couldn't and it, it, and I even told him that too. I'm like, if I could hug you guys right now, I would. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I, you can't see, like you can't see me smile. You can't see me smiling because I have a mask on. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's a different. It was a different time. <laughs> but. But they know what you look like because they saw you in the profile and all that. So yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing too, it's like, um, they still have that time to change their mind. So it's like, are they going to think this is the right choice now? You know, yeah. after meeting us. Ooh, right. Are they going to change their minds now, right? Like, you don't know. So, At what point in that 21 days did you meet them? Was it in the middle? Yeah, it was more towards the middle, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So you did have that thought in your head, like, ooh, if we meet with them, yeah, they're like, in the middle of this, and they go, ooh, these are not the people we thought they were. Well, right. Like that, <laughs> that could have happened. That could have happened, too, you know? Like, wow. I we didn't know what we're walking into <laughs> but after your meeting with them for two hours though did you feel better about it i i yeah like after we left the room we felt pretty confident that they were not going to change their minds so, that's good so. that's really good yeah. boy that's a harrowing or not harrowing that's a ah, just a tense tense situation because <laughs> yep. you just yep everything's on the line there sure. i mean you 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 want to be parents. This is your opportunity to be parents. They have all the power to say yes or no, and they still got a couple of weeks after you meet with them to to yeah. to say that yes or no. So wow. Yeah, and I'm like, and I was still working during this time, so I'm still going to work and have this stuff on my mind. Like it was, oh. yeah, those three weeks were very hard. <laughs> yeah, but, I bet you didn't get a whole lot of focused work done and. Really, probably nope, much sleep. I was there either. in person. I was there in person, but not in mind. That's for sure. <laughs> it's it's really cool that not a lot of people get to meet their kids' birth families, and especially yeah. before you adopt, and you're in this middle of this revocation period. So there's a exactly. lot. Of, yeah, yeah. It's a unique situation. So I'm glad you made it all the way through it. You had a good experience in the end, and you got your little boy in your arms. That's Awesome. Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's awesome. So, looking back on your story now that your your son's seven months old, you did you went what you went through, and it was years. It wasn't like months. It was years, and you had that waiting time. And now you're holding him in your arms. Would you have done anything different on your adoption journey if you had to do it over? Um. No. Do you know what? the best things come to those who wait. Yes. <laughs> so I don't think I would do anything different. Um, everything happens for a reason. So there was a reason why 
the child in Florida didn't get matched with us or that fell through, Mm -hmm. there was a reason for that because Mm -hmm. he was coming. Right. So there's a reason for everything. And I don't think I'd change what we did and our decisions. And we're just, we were, we were just very surprised that we got an infant. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We were expecting more of a toddler age. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's like you said, it was worked out the way it was supposed to. And you, you got the newborn that you were really hoping you could get. Uh, that's just, that's just a big smile on my face. So what, what surprise, what uh, has surprised you the most about being a mom through adoption so far? I know you've only been in it seven months, but is what has surprised <laughs> you so far about being a mom through adoption? So it's kind of funny. We've had a couple of people be like, you know, he could pass as your guys' child. He looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of been funny. Um, just how he attached to us. Um, how it, like he felt like he was he'd been with us the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm, and nice. Yeah, I just and how he yeah just how quick it just you love this little person. <laughs> <laughs> The connection, yeah, I think a lot of folks, or not a lot, but some people worry about the connection part, right? Are they going to, how can I feel this instant love with a child that was not born of us? And it's funny because most, in fact, I can't think of anybody I've talked to that has not felt that connection. Maybe it's, it comes in different times, but a lot of folks have almost an instant connection, uh, an instant love. It's amazing. It's, it's, It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and it's hard to explain that. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain that other than I know. When, you, when you experience it, you'll get it, but it's, it's hard to explain it going through it. And we went through it three times. So, uh, so as we wrap up here, I wanted to see if you had any tips or uh, thoughts or lessons learned for somebody who's listening to this, maybe, and they're considering adopting adoption, or maybe they're on the journey and they're just haven't adopted yet and they're waiting and it's hard. Uh, what, what, what yeah. would you want to tell someone like that? That's, that's in that situation. <laughs> so my, my biggest tip is to trust your gut. Mm. If something doesn't feel right, ask questions, get answers. You don't have to say yes. Right. Um, if some, yeah, if something doesn't feel right, trust your gut. And if it does seem right and it does feel right, trust your gut. <laughs> um, have patience because, you know, it is a very, very long process. Some people are very lucky and it's not. Um, however, I don't think that's the norm in the United States as well. Um, and honestly, listening to podcasts about adoption, hearing other people's stories really helped me. Those five years that we were waiting for him. You know, like just listening to other people's stories and that, you know, they've gone through the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. adoption fall through. Um, and then in the, in the end, they get their child. So it's like, you know, it gives you hope. It gives you hope that it will happen one day. You don't know when, but you know it's going to eventually. <laughs> if you don't give up. Yeah. And if you don't give up, yeah. yeah. Cool. So did some of the uh, Infant Adoption Guide episodes help you out? Turn your weight? 
Well, you... I started. Li- I started listening to you. <laughs> I've also <laughs> I've uh, listened to Adoption Now. Good, um, I love them. Yes. Yeah, and then I forget what the third one is that I listened to, but yeah, it's really good. Really, That's really good. good. There are a lot of good podcasts out there. Yeah, I had a little shameless plug for me there. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I, I have a different story because you're you're in Canada and you but you you tried to adopt to the U.S. and you ended up getting that newborn from Canada. So I love your story. I love how much you you've shared your heart. Uh, and I, and I agree with you that stories are so inspirational and they bring so much hope. And I just want to thank you for being courageous enough to come on the show, tell your story. So others who are listening to this will come after you and adopt after you can have that same hope, that same inspiration that they can do the same thing that you did, even in the U S or maybe they're listening in Canada. That's cool too. I hope there is uh, folks in listening to Canada that will listen to this and, and really find that hope and inspiration from you. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Brittany. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. Great interview with Brittany Landstrom uh, from Canada, sharing her story about her little one, her now seven month old boy that she gets to hold in her hands and uh, love on and feed and change diapers and uh, just so much loved having her on, sharing her story, sharing her heart. Uh, just amazing. Uh, I just don't get over listening to these infant adoption stories, and I hope they do the same thing for you, is for me, which is give us hope and inspiration and joy. Uh, and I hope you get to, to uh, listen to more of these stories and uh, get to move forward with your adoption and what's going on in your world. And if you don't feel like things are moving the way you want them to, Think about some making some changes to your profile. Make maybe some changes. Maybe you need to change agencies. Maybe you haven't found an agency yet. And if you haven't, um, I'd invite you to go to findmyadoptionagency.com. There you can get the four steps to finding the right agency for you. And we'll, we'll be happy to help you out with that and, and get you moving forward. Uh, go to infantadoptionguide.com too. There's tons of resources there on whatever you need to help move forward with your journey. I hope you get to listen to all the podcasts Go to infiniteoptionguide.com forward slash 85 for the show notes, everything that we talked about and the highlights on today's show. So, and a bonus tip here, if you get need support, come join our Facebook group at the top of the page at infiniteoptionguide.com. It's a Facebook group there. You just, uh, we'd love to have you there. Join a couple thousand of us as we're there providing support for each other every day. So thanks for listening. Until next time, you are in my prayers as you go on the journey to build your family through infant adoption. God bless. Thanks for listening to my dad.